Association. 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 That was such uber ponage. Hello, fellow nerds. Welcome to the Nerd Association podcast from the WBNS FM studios in Columbus, Ohio. I'm your host, Mark Finch. And I'm your other host. No, actually, Daniel is not with us today. He has been banished to the nether realm. So we are joined by Sean Bruger, who was with us a few months ago to talk about uh, Universal Movie Monster. Sean, how you doing today? I am great. I'm feeling like the poor man's Daniel. <laughs> we are all the poor man's Daniel. We all live in his <laughs> shadow here on uh, on this podcast. But l- let's jump right into it. Sean, what do you think of when I say, get over here? Oh, well, that's only one thing you can think of. Right. Mortal Kombat. Yeah, and uh, I would say my favorite character and maybe every a lot of maybe not everybody, a lot of people's favorite character is uh, from that series, Scorpion. That was always my favorite as a kid and the get over here, just too much to to get over for me. So I played the games growing up and I'm pretty familiar with it. I, I kind of like the movies as a kid. I realize now they're they're not very good, but the new one is coming out and it looks like a pretty high watermark compared to the original two movies but i think we should start with the games and where we're at there when were you first introduced to the mortal Kombat games um it's it was uh, at some point in the early 90s i don't know how long it had been out from like the earliest memory i have I think there was at least two games out by that by the time I was watching my older brother and his friends play it. Um, and I think we even had, I think we even had like the first game on Game Boy or something like that. So that would that would be correct at least. I mean, if you remember that, it's probably correct because when I was looking at it, there was some ports to Game Boy for sure. Uh huh. Yeah, at least for the first game, I. I there's so many, so many uh, things about games back in in that early '90s area era mm-hmm. where rules and things that I didn't even know about for some some of those platforms. But um, yeah, I remember playing it on Game Boy. I remember uh, we had a also had a Sega Genesis growing up, and so we played it on that. And usually, when I say we, I mean I watched my older brother play it, and then when I was able to have a turn. Um, or if I wanted to get, you know, lose and get my my uh, ass handed to me, um, I was I would join in as the second player. But um, I think we even played uh, I don't know, arcade. The arcade I remember, um, Mortal Kombat three was specifically. Yeah. Was, um, yeah, the arcade is where the uh, where it cut its teeth and became popular from there and then it, it then it went into the home versions and one big thing about mortal Kombat when it first came out is it was one of those games that was like one of the original times people were so up in arms about video game violence and things like that and it actually was a huge factor into the creating of the esrb which has all the ratings now for games from everyone all the way to mature and you know, whatever in between and stuff like that and all mortal Kombat games i'm pretty sure I don't know if they've tried to dumb down any to teen. I'm pretty sure they're all mature. But those original ones that went from the arcade 
onto like the Genesis and stuff. I'm I think if I remember correctly, they cut out like some of the blood splatters and stuff like that. So the arcade version was more violent than the at home versions, but they have since corrected that. And the Mortal Kombat games are pretty much as violent as they come. Oh, absolutely. They're 10 times more, more violent than they used to be. And I, um, uh, I think even on those home console, um, versions, they even had the option like where you could go in and turn turn blood off or you know turn dumb down the the goal um but i yeah i i recall i recall my parents being the ones that were uh no to that game of course they they sort of also just went off of what other people were saying i don't think they actually uh in um got into the the subject matter to see for themselves mm-hmm. but um yes mortal Kombat was a no and uh which just made you want to play it more for sure absolutely um <laughs> oh, especially when, when your friends have it and yeah um yeah that and you know the simpsons but <laughs> standards on those things are are nothing the the interesting thing about mortal Kombat to me is that it draws up so much less controversy than you know as it, as the years went on and it just got so much worse as far as the violence goes which is i mean if you like that kind of stuff and it's entertaining to you it's it's the it's top notch with the fatalities and everything mixed in so yeah moving on from the little pixelated sprites which was kind of their their step up from like the street fighter games and everything was you know they had the street fighter had like the 2d drawn animations that would that would mm-hmm. that would fight each other and then they actually took like actors and kind of had them you know do all the moves and then they imported that into the game then eventually it moved up into the the 3d sphere with playstation and playstation 2 and, and so on so that's where i wanted to go next was talking about like when they went to that next level, when they brought it on to PlayStation 2, Xbox, that kind of stuff, that's when they really started to go over the top with these uh, fatalities. And if you could get to the end of a match and you were winning and they, they, they threw out the finish him and you got to do whatever button combination it was or whatever you had to do, they were very creative and very bloody. Yeah. And um, uh, they going back to the, like, you mentioned Street Fighter. Um, being a, sort of a predecessor in the fighting games and Mortal Kombat was a lot of firsts. Like they were the, they were the first with the gore. They were the first with um, actually, I, I, the, if I'm remember, remembering correctly, they were the first with um, sort of the, the button combinations. Because okay. um, before it was some sort of fighting system. Oh, what did they, I don't, I don't even remember the, key combinations on street fighter but mm. um yeah they they implemented that they they did a lot with the um secret hidden hidden like easter eggs here's a in, in which with pre-internet or early internet days was sort of uh the rumor mill spreading and everybody getting gaining hype from that i think was sort of a ingenious whether they intended or not marketing um hidden characters yeah there's there's uh if you look closely on this map there you might see somebody peeking out from a tree or something like that and then they would eventually uh, it was usually the ninjas the ninjas were the popular characters that they 
eventually uh, snuck in there, just color palette change. <laughs> and that was the thing. big thing is they just they just changed the color of all of them, and then they eventually added you know more of the female ninjas too. And yeah, it was basically the exact same sprite. They you know they might have changed up some of the moves, but yeah, it was mostly just a color palette change. New character, right? Right. Um, and you um, and mentioning the you know those the fatalities. Back in the before PlayStation 2, I couldn't tell you how in frustrating it was to get to the end of a, of a board and like you feel that panic of I've only got so much time to hit this right and then you don't do it. Yeah. And then it's like, oh, I just punched him in the face. What uh, was the point of this whole fight if I don't get into it? the fatality? So I mentioned Scorpion. Who's your favorite character to play with? Oh, I think back in the older game in those games it was it was reptile it was between it was one between reptile or sub-zero but i i feel like i i must it must have been easier to master the reptile moves for me thinking about the games you know i wasn't somebody who bought every mortal Kombat, but i had some of the original ones on the genesis I played uh, on the PSP, I played what was Mortal Kombat Deception, but it was technically called Unchained on the PSP because, oh, it's it's wireless, so it's Unchained. They got really creative <laughs> with that one. And that one was interesting because it implemented like a, uh, a, a better story mode where you actually like ran around a 3D world and like went to various places to start the fight. So I actually really enjoyed that one. And then I know they've gotten... The graphics have really stepped up with like Mortal Kombat X, Ten, and so mm-hmm. on and so forth. Have you played X? I um, I didn't play X. I recently had played Eleven. Okay. Um, and it's more of a a storyline behind it. So like, not to where if you do the storyline, you don't like necessarily choose your characters. So you get to um, become somewhat familiar with more more people as you play through the story and and fight with who's designated to fight in that that setting or the that level uh-huh. um which was kind of nice because there could be somebody in there that you you wouldn't even think about but maybe it was just the the move selection or, or whatever uh just felt easier to control um and then you can obviously they do online and all that I'm wondering too, like if um, have fighting games like gone out of style because they're so repetitive? They sort of remind me of sport video games, where like yeah, the graphics get a little better and they can add some more functionality, but it's the same teams, it's the same players every year. So you probably only need to buy every third or fifth one or something like that. <laughs> because why why buy Madden every year? Why buy the next Mortal Kombat when you just have the the one from two years ago that has basically all the same characters and the same storyline right right so how, how do you how do you in or pull them back in you gotta maybe that's the maybe that's the point with their uh the storyline in this newer game continue the story you'll get at least some of those so speak or, or they um i mean with, with a game like this they uh the character list is so massive and they don't you don't have everybody. So, or like, um, uh, who was it? Well, so reptiles, not in that 11, but you can get, you can, if you do some of the like other tasks and things that they have in the game, 
you can unlock a sort of a scorpion that looks like reptile, but it's still all scorpions moves. Okay. But like next game, let's add them. Maybe they add them in and they just change up the roster. And uh, that reminds me of like uh, like greatest hits albums where they don't put every they don't put all the obvious ones on there they leave one or two off then they release another one a few years later that has those two but that doesn't have two that was on the other one and so you have to kind of buy both if you really want the full experience of this band which in this case is Mortal Kombat and all its characters which as i was researching this i did not realize how many like pointless random characters they have you mentioned reptile scorpion sub zero there's uh jax sonya uh Liu Kang, Raiden, those kind of, like all the, those are like the mainstays. But then as you go on, especially as they like did that palette changing stuff, they just added so many characters throughout the years that to put all of them in one game would probably be too much anyways. Right. They, uh, and I think the original game had what, 10 people, 10 to play with, something yeah. like that. Um, and, and like ninja characters alone, there's, I think 10 or 11, cause there's, so so many different yeah it's easy easy uh less co or cost effective to uh to already have and change change the color simple and i think throw some it of those in there. Even, yeah some of those were even um i'm thinking of one of them specifically the his his name the character's name is rain he was in he was in mortal Kombat three or or like one of those hidden characters that got popular and they eventually added him in at some in some iteration of it um and he was a joke between the the creators um because <laughs> they made him purple and his name was rain rain those were his powers and he uh uh the one of the creators was a big prince fan okay so. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good one yeah that well as that's another thing i stumbled upon with research is like yeah, there are Easter eggs in this and unlockable characters, but sometimes, and this is true with other video games too, and if you probably look at any video games fan Wikipedia or the real Wikipedia page, you'll find this, but it's like in-jokes among the developers. Like there was something right. there where they used to like... Uh, one of the sound developers like put in a soundbite that was like toasty and it would like play when you did a certain move or when you got a certain combo or something like that. And then they eventually had it in there and it, in a, in a subsequent game when they made the jump to like 3d platforms, they, uh, <laughs> there would be like a hit like that. And then I think it was the Raiden voice character would go like toasty in 3d. <laughs> they they certainly seem to have a lot of fun uh, making these games yeah well yeah because it's probably a lot of work but it's also like really straightforward creating a fighting game i'm sure like you know you have to do the work to to soup it up to the the next level of consoles and stuff like that but for the most part once you get that down it's probably a lot of clerical work so you probably get really bored you know just fixing little bugs and everything and you just want to add in right whatever you can I, it does sound like fun. It's it's one of those jobs that probably sounds like way more fun than it is. Like video game developer, video game tester is also another one that probably sounds way more fun than it is. Right. Well, not for EA, it's from what I've heard. But um, yeah, it's. I think it. I mean, it sounds like a good sounds like a good gig for sure. Uh, I don't know uh, 
how well they're treated though by their yeah by their companies but well, yeah it's the same thing as like the uh the digital effects artists for movies like there's just like a thousand of them on every movie and they just like work them to the bone and uh, right. they, they, they make everything work and they make the movies and they in this case they make the video games and they don't get the appreciation they deserve absolutely talking one more thing on the games i like i said looking at the uh the wikipedia this was about the fatalities and i thought this 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 quote was uh really good the basic fatalities are finishing moves that allowed the victorious characters to end a match in a special way by murdering their defeated <laughs> defenseless opponents in a gruesome manner usually in the predefined ways exclusive for the given character and that's just one of those instances where it's like yeah that's correct that is that is what happens, but it's just so weird to see it in plain writing on a Wikipedia page. And that's that's uh, as gruesome as that sounds. I think, uh, uh, as you mentioned, once they move to the those next gen platforms, that's probably an understate, nicely written of <laughs> right. what it does. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it's about it's more brutal than probably most movies you'd ever see. Now it's you know it's. It's video games, so it's technically kind of cartoon violence, but they they do their best to make it look realistic. I mean, it's uh, it's probably not quite as gory like as a turnout. You know, what I mean? like it's not like fully like spilling out guts and stuff like that, but it's plenty bloody, and there's a lot of like skeleton and spinal cord stuff involved. Yeah, well, the newer games are pretty right. gut yeah. spilling, and yeah, there's. Some- there's uh there's some pretty uh graphic gory content there but yeah so if your kid wants to play a fighting game stick with super smash bros for a little bit mortal Kombat, not quite up there for the kids and that's why it has an m rating i i I remember this when i i was probably only like 10 years old but i was in a video game store and this kid picked up a game i don't think it was mortal Kombat, but it was a game that had an m rating and he just liked the cover and he was like, Dad, can I get this? And the dad had no idea what was going on. And he brought it over to me, just a slightly older kid. <laughs> and he was like, hey, would this be a game that my you know six-year-old son could play? And I had to explain it. I was like, well, the M there stands for mature, which is like an R rating for a, a video game. So no. And I, I guess that's a good thing. So I, I prevented that six-year-old from playing a game that was way out of his league. And as we said at the beginning... The reason that those ratings exist is partly thanks, eh, thanks, I guess, to Mortal Kombat. (laughs) Right, right. Or you sent that kid down the path of wanting it more. (laughs) Yeah, and he just searched everywhere for it until (laughs) he found it at age seven, and then it's all all downhill from there. (laughs) Right. (laughs) So the series becomes super popular in the 90s. It starts on the arcade, goes to home, and they, they have, I think, the third one out by the time this rolls around you get the movies at least the second one mm-hmm. was out for sure uh, and you get the the original movies made in the 90s and this was interesting too is the original idea was to have this game be inspired by Jean-Claude Van Damme you know action hero and everything and that's where kind of the as it went on they couldn't get that licensing worked out but that's kind of why the character Johnny Cage exists he's an actor JC Jean-Claude Johnny Cage so you kind of get that that connective tissue right there with the movies because they really uh play up the johnny cage character in the first movie with that being an actor and everything like that right and that's interesting because what video game movie was jean-claude van damme in street fighter you're right (laughs) oh man 
I didn't connect that until you <laughs> until you phrased the question that way. But you're right. It reminds me too of uh, I had somebody once say to me that you're either a Street Fighter person or you're a Mortal Kombat person. He's like, and it's the same way that you were either a Munsters person or an Adams Family person. And I said that's odd to me, just like as far as connection between movies and stuff because um Raul Julia RIP he was Gomez Adams in the Adams Family movies and then he was also in the Street Fighter movie so I don't know when somebody said that to me that was just another connection I made so there you go that's it comes full the 90s movies they're not good the first one's okay I'll give the first one a a slight pass the second one is like total B-movie territory and like going for CGI that they, they couldn't even attempt. We'll start with the first one. They uh, they do a pretty good job, I think, of laying out the story for people who don't follow the Mortal Kombat story, which I guess is the one thing you need to do in the first movie in a series. And, you know, I think the stakes are known. They they go and Raiden shows up and he's like, oh, this the guy's going to come and he's going to enter Earthrealm if we don't go and win this tournament and it's fighting to the death and... They so then they get the band of people from Earth together and they have to go fight in Mortal Kombat and the fighting scenes are okay but the biggest problem with it PG thirteen rating none of the violence and gore and fatalities that we've been talking about that were present in the video games really none of that at all in the movie and I th- I think you're right the f- I agree with the that that first movie is okay it's got but it, for a it's good enough and, that and, like if it showed up on tnt while i'm flipping the channels i might watch for a little bit yeah right right and i think i think they set up the good the storyline of what the games sort of followed uh to some extent um pretty well and then the i felt i felt like it sort of fell apart a little bit as as it got towards the end like they were just sort of rushing to it seems like a storyline that would like almost lend itself better to like a series, which with streaming out, like that would actually probably be perfect to like have like, you know, cause then you could play up matches and next week on mortal Kombat, you've got, Oh yeah. You've that's got, a good, that's a good thought. <laughs> something like, yeah. Instead they go with the movie route and it's okay. It's uh, the CGI though is really where you're let down in these ones. You were talking about reptile being one of your favorite, uh, characters yeah. and in that first one he i mean it looks like a playstation one cutscene whenever they yeah. put reptile on the screen it's bad well, and at least they for the most part they did the good good thing of uh our limited cg we're gonna at least keep in like dark like the scenes are gonna be darker um I forget, in the first I saw, one they did that the first one <laughs> yeah. yes Yes. Oh yeah. Not gotten to the second one yet. Um, the, uh, the, um, yes, they did that well in the first one. I, w- I would just say overall special effects probably were not their strong suit. Yeah. I don't, I, I don't know what else you could compare it to though. In what 94 that would have, I guess Jurassic park was 93 and it had pretty good decent effects. What Steven Spielberg didn't direct the, the first, Mortal Kombat movie? What, what's up? I with don't that? know why that was. <laughs> you, know, you know who did direct it? I, I I found this out today when looking into it. Paul W S Anderson. So we can thank the Mortal Kombat video game really for giving us all the Resident Evil movies because oh. he directed Mortal <laughs> Kombat and then he went on to direct I don't know what are there eight Resident Evil movies and they 
they didn't fall off a cliff quite as quickly, but like every, it's like law of diminishing returns with the resident evil movies as they kept making them. They, they kept getting worse. Mortal Kombat only needed two movies to get to that point, but Paul W.S. Right. Anderson involved in both of those series. I did not know that. <laughs> did any of those resident, not to get off track, but did any of those resident evil movies, were they even close to what the game? I would say, see, they always tried to like, in, they always tried to like incorporate, a villain from the game into each movie. So they got that going a little bit, but the first two, maybe you could say are close. They changed it a lot, but like, it's at least like you start in the house and you, in the first one, you start in the house, you go underground, they fight zombies in umbrella corp. And then the second one, it got out of control. Now you're fighting them in raccoon city. Then mm. after that, it, yeah, it kind of took its own life. Okay. Yeah. They, I, they kind of, I, I feel like I watched the first one and was like, oh, this isn't really what I was thinking. Well, and then uh, he's married to and, Mila, uh, Mila Jovovich. So, like, as they went on, she just became the central character. And, like, I don't even, is Alice even a character in the Resident Evils? Or she's not, like, a mainstay in every game? Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I, don't know. I, I only, re I remember the first game, you could choose between two people maybe at the mm -hmm. beginning and i don't know that there was a, i don't know what the female cop cop's name was yeah and then i think the second one is the uh, the leon character and he's also the four the main character in resident evil 4 i don't know i haven't played them enough to to know that for sure i do know leon is resident evil 4 i know that one for sure moving on to the second mortal Kombat movie and we've kind of already said it there's not too much to say but it's just like total fall off sequel stuff changing of actors probably not as much money behind it at least I, I i don't know that for sure i could probably look it up but it looks like it's cheaper and uh, you, you know what this, this one reminded me of i i watched i watched a little bit of it recently um and it reminded me of uh what was what was the show xena and hercules kevin sorbo lucy lawless shows yes okay it seemed like it had the same budget and the same uh i would say maybe even the same choreograph uh fight people mm -hmm. but the ambition to put in these giant animality traits oh, that are yeah. in the games and oh man when they turn into like the when i think it's luke kang turns into like this like dragon type creature and it's it's just terrible and like you said they didn't they didn't really shroud it very much in this one so you're just seeing it and it's yeah that one is it's not like one character it's literally like watching cutscenes from n mid 90s video games at certain points mm -hmm. and then and then the whole actor change sort of i know that doesn't have too big of effect on it but it it can sort of take it take you out of the story a little bit because you're not sort of continuing on from the last one it's one of those movies it's kind of like a victim of the first one wasn't like a huge success but it was enough of a, of a success to get a sequel and again they stick with pg-13 so it doesn't get really the the hardcore mortal Kombat fans that that's probably like what they should have figured out is that like yeah the first one was good because people probably didn't know exactly what they were getting into but then you make uh, just an okay mortal Kombat movie that is definitely not what real Mortal Kombat fans of the video games are looking for. So they're probably not coming back for the second one. And then you just make an even worse movie in the second one. Yeah. That writing was on the wall that clearly this one wasn't going to be any good. What's the thought on that from a movie studio standpoint 
are you are you dumbing down the violence to get that lower rating to um i mean i know they can't couldn't equate at that time it, they probably couldn't equate the violence well enough but yeah. you dumbing it down to get a broader audience for like kids yeah or, who aren't even supposed yeah. to be playing the, if we're listening to the rating of the game the kids aren't i mean we know they were we both talked about how we played them but technically they weren't right. supposed to be playing the game so why wouldn't you make a game that is geared towards you know technically you know 17 and up audience adult audiences why wouldn't you gear the movie adaptation towards that group good question <laughs> yeah well at least they're finally doing it with the new one and that's what brings us to this whole discussion today is a new mortal Kombat movie is coming out um we're recording this here in the middle of the week but it'll be less than two weeks from now about 10 days uh nine days from now actually it's the 14th and it's coming out friday the 23rd and i'm pretty i'm excited for it enough like it, moral combat's not my favorite entity but when you see the the preview it looks like they're going to do a very good job of correcting the blatant mistakes of the 90s movies and i think they from what i've seen in the previews i mean in, in read in interviews with like the director um it sounds like they are sort of we're in this era of of uh of making these making like you know superheroes in a uh sort of dark we can they sounds like they were taking advantage of that and also trying to develop some sort of st narrative throughout the the movie to yeah. um not just not just be a fighting movie but at the same time they're also amping up the fighting so um taking extra care into the the um properties of the game i guess yeah and it's interesting that you bring that up because that's what i was thinking is especially you know the first the 90s movies the, it's hard to sell people on this like death tournament all these realms and stuff like that especially in a movie like i said a tv show might actually work a little better we have more time to to bring up this stuff because to like quickly like first act introduce what's going on in mortal Kombat is probably pretty difficult so they I, I hope they do a better job of that of making it it doesn't have to be realistic but it has to be like just believable enough that i can like through my suspension of disbelief i can get past that like this exists that that's fine but you need to give me just a little bit more and a little bit more grounded for me to like actually take stock in these players and be worried about them as they go through this fighting and be worried about earth is, is it going to be attacked by this person? And the superhero movies have done that really well in the last decade or so. So you're right. Hopefully jumping off of that, they can bring that back in for these, this movie coming out later this month. Right. And it sounds like the, they, they're actually introducing a new character in the movie, um, which makes sense from from the explanation that i that i had read um introducing a new character not to step on any of the toes of the fans but they figured out of however 11 games now how many new characters have been introduced we think it's okay and then like also to retell the story better and for an audience even that that maybe hadn't played the games doesn't know the story they can tell it through the eyes of the new character. So we are the new character experiencing everything, all the, all the information at, at the same time. And I think that's a smart way of doing it. 
Yeah, it gives you that protagonist in like an adventure or fantasy type movie that y- you can imprint yourself on, which is a super common storytelling uh, trope, but it works. And it, it especially works for movies. That's why like a lot of times when things are adapted, like maybe that character isn't always like the main person, but they always make it the main person in a movie because that's the easiest time to, to do that. It also in books as well. It works that way in a video game because you get to inhabit the character. You're, that's probably the the hard part too is finding that character. Because in a video game, you don't need the like every man kind of blank slate character to jump onto because I can just select Scorpion. So I don't really need to imagine myself as Scorpion. I'm just actually controlling him. So I don't need like that extra that that help that he has nothing to him because I'm already the one who's controlling him. I'm there in a video game, but in a movie, you can't do that. I'm not going to see myself as Scorpion because I'm not the one with the controller in my hand and he's an outlandish character that I don't, you know, easily put myself into his shoes. You don't have Scorpion Ninja shoes at home? You're right. I'm the one person without <laughs> some Mortal Kombat fan I am. <laughs> and no, I cannot shoot the little like snake ropes or whatever. I guess they're Scorpion they Scorpion stingers, is that what they're supposed to be? That he, that he shoots out of his hands and pulls people over, so the the highlight's going to be uh for a lot of people i think scorpion and sub zero fighting they're the two mm-hmm. most famous ninja characters and they were they were okay in the first one in i don't think scorpion's even in <clears throat> annihilation from the yeah uh, he is i think so he is sub zero they find him for like 2 seconds okay. um yeah. and sub zero the second sub sub zero um comes in and i think helps um but yeah, they fight him for two seconds. I will say what I didn't I didn't like about the '90s uh, that character in those movies was his um, the and it's got a, it's got a name, but I can't think of it. The the weapon the weapon that is like the rope on tied to the the dart or whatever it is. Because uh-huh. um, they they did they made it like part of him and that like they were alive almost like the. Um, tentacles that dr octopus had in that second spider-man yeah. toby Maguire movie um the in from in the previews that we've seen for this this new movie not only is is the actor who's playing a bigger well-known actor i i, I think if I, I don't remember his name or i couldn't recall his name but i know i've seen him in a lot of stuff um uh and it looks like he like he's using that yeah weapon and it sort of like you said i think you mentioned earlier it sort of grounds it a little bit more makes it more substantial more believable yeah and i can't off the top of my head like you know remember who played all those like the sub-zero and scorpion characters in the the 90s movies but it's also we never see their faces yeah well that's what i was saying it's it's cool that in this one you can tell that it's actual asian actors playing these ninja characters which is like the way it should be so that's good. I'm happy for that in, in this new Mortal Kombat movie. Yeah, yeah. The the thing about the violence, and this is a quote from director Simon um, McQuoid. He's talking kind of about how they might have to tone it down a little bit. But let, let, So I don't know where to stand, but here's what he had to say. He said, it was something that took up a fair amount of brain power amongst us because we didn't want to underdo it and we didn't want to overdo it. So overdoing it means dot 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 when certain things in the game if you tried to make a real version of that the film would be unreleasable that's just the fact of it but we knew we wanted to 
get up to the line and not cross it. And that was really the discu- the discussions were about that, says the, the director, Simon McCoy. So it sounds like what we said that, yeah, it's probably a little too much to put on the screen. But as long as you're going to throw in the blood and throw in some somebody saying finish him and some sort of <laughs> fatality finisher type move, I think people will be happy. And your appetite for that kind of violence probably won't be as high when it's, you know, it's still going to be like CGI and special special effects, but it's still like real people. And it's a little harder to stomach that sometimes. I also saw um, there was a, some uh, magazine that did a, got to do an interview on the walkthrough set uh, with the director. And one of the, so what they mentioned in their article, a lot of the stuff was like, here's what we saw on set, you know, trying to give some sort of insight to anything that we didn't already know. And uh, they, they did mention that they were there for one of the filming of a fight, uh, one of the days they filmed a fight scene. And the um, offset was just bare, like drums of blood, fake blood. <laughs> so they've got the supplies for some true stacked up. And, yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, like I said, I'm looking forward to it. It <clears throat> comes out uh, on the 23rd in, here in April. It'll be on HBO Max. It's another one of those. We keep talking about these HBO Max ones. People were so down on that idea, especially like people in the movie industry. But I think it's been a home run for HBO Max. It's they Their movie releases have been the ones I've been paying attention to, and I've been watching just about every single one of them. So I think this idea that this hybrid model of theaters and uh, streaming dropping the same day, it may not work for the the current model of theaters and everything. And certain people who want their movies to always be on big screen may not like it, but it's working for Warner Brothers and HBO Max. So I think they're going to stick with it or at least some form of it. Absolutely. I Look, you'll never, you'll never um, be able to um replace or do away with the theater experience um but with what everything that's happened you know theaters need needed to sort of adapt Mm -hmm. and and figure out what to do um and they kind of refused to yeah yeah they did they they did they uh didn't uh who was it because what was the first movie there's a movie that did that right Uh, off the bat trolls world tour yeah and they got that was the one yeah they got um, all kinds of backlash yeah, from wasn't the it, theater, it, it was like AMC was it was said we'll never show another Universal movie again, and it was like really yes like one of the three biggest producers of movies. I don't think that's good for your business model. And then they eventually came to some sort of agreement with it, but yeah, movie theaters like and it it wasn't just, the pandemic kind of like was a catalyst to get us a little further along with that, but it had been going on for years that like the the at-home experience just keeps getting better and better and the movie theater experience okay they added like lounge chairs a little more but it's not getting that much better and yeah the the scale is going to tip to most people wanting to to stay at home and it's not it's just so much easier than going out to the theater and paying eight dollars for a popcorn right twenty dollars for uh the overall ticket popcorn drink yeah, per yeah, person when you could just bring everybody over and for 30 bucks you get the movie for 20 and then you snacks and whatever and now you've got six people watching it. Yeah, it didn't I don't think they did themselves a a serve a good service by uh going against the grain on that. Um 
especially when your business is already hurt, like your business is already not in a good state because of, of current events, Mm -hmm. completely cutting yourself off or or disowning the, one of the major studios in Hollywood is not going to help going forward. And so now Warner Brothers, I think, is going to get to the point where they like the model they're in right now. So we'll see. Maybe a fatality blow for the movie theaters. There we go. Circle it back. Well said. All right. (laughs) Uh, Sean, thanks for joining us on uh, Nerd Association today. Is there anything you do creatively that you'd like to plug on here for anybody to check out? Or are you just a fan? Uh, um, No, I'm just just a fan um no i think that's it i promote halloween i'm gonna go back to halloween i promote halloween it's a great time to build stuff make your yard look crazy or or just like do no maintenance on your yard at all (laughs) so it looks spooky um halloween there you go sean Bruger, big halloween guy (laughs) and telling you to to celebrate halloween and make sure you get all that and you could be just like sean if you have an idea of something to talk about that you want to hear daniel and i talk about on nerd association just send us a tweet send us an email you can find us on twitter at nerd that's at n-e-r-d underscore a-s-s-o-c you can also email us nerd at gmail.com and also tweet in uh who's your favorite mortal Kombat character and you know who did you play with as a kid has that a change anything you want to say about mortal Kombat, but especially whoever your favorite character is daniel should be back next week here on nerd association again a big thanks to sean Bruger. thanks for having me thanks for listening